You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Balls Hard Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 196 of East Central and his favorite podcast. Jeremiah Morrill here, joined by co-host Dakota Davis, and some guy named Zach Bertram is running the board and is going to sit at the big table with us today. Dakota, what do we got? Today's episode features the three of us uh, covering a wide array of topics. We've got so many things to get to, but <laughs> just a, a few mixed, sentences on each thing, I guess. Bag. We're going to be talking about um, stuff melting in the ro- in the roads, Indiana constitutional carry, COVID vaccines, someone shot Lady Gaga's dogs or dog Walker. The NCAA says fans will be allowed at tournament games. The USPS is getting new trucks, and some guy named Gene Haas. I love. Don't know who that I is. I love how you have no idea about uh, about the things that really matter, Dakota. He's, he's one of the. He's one I don't of the, know. He's one know. of the gazillionaires. This show is about, about our lives <laughs> in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully, you will always learn something new. Oh boy, this is awkward. Which one of you two wants to do the Patreon? Thank you. Zach's gotten pretty good at it lately. I'll let, I'll let Dakota do it this time. Because Zach, normally what happens, Dakota, you, having both of you here is great. This is like a, a little meeting we can have. Do you want to split it up? Normally what happens is I do the introduction and then Zach is supposed to do the little part where he says, here's what's coming. But then he immediately goes into the Patreon. <laughs> I'm trying yous. to learn to slow down. Yeah, he yeah, always yeah. goes, he gets real nervous and goes right into the Patreon. Thank yous. And then I never get to get, tell them that they're going to, we're going to force them to learn something new. And it yeah. throws me off for the rest of the show. So however y'all want to work this He'll out. Get better. You'll I'm, get better, Zach. I I'm, promise. I, well, I'm optimistic. I'm trying to learn to slow down. That's right. Patreon.com slash balls hog of Liberty. That's where you can go to support the show on a monthly level. We encourage donations at $5 or more a month, but you can really join at any level that you want to. You get access to show notes ahead of time before the show. You also get access to a super secret Facebook group, and that's where we uh, post live streams, and that's where we post the show notes. We have different discussions in that group. It's a lot of fun. We also give you bonus content every week. You get a special 20-minute episode that no one else gets. Uh, so you get a lot of perks for joining Patreon. And if you join at $50 or more a month, then we give you a shout-out at the front of each and every episode. Chris Lamb is above and beyond the $50 mark. We are very appreciative of Chris. The other folks are Christy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne and then Mr. Jonathan Phillips, uh, our favorite car dealer in central Indiana. Also, Anthony Meyer is a $25 a month member on Patreon, and Anthony is a truck driver. He's delivering goods all across the country, and he's trying to take his trucking business private fully. And he is uh, trying to set up, trying to get some funds, fundraised for that. So he has a GoFundMe set up. We'll post that in the uh, live stream chat. We also have T-Chip stores. That's where you can get your merchandise. T-Chip.com slash B-H-O-L one, two, three, four, or B-H-O-L mug. Um, one, two, and three are all different types of shirts, T-shirts, uh, long sleeve tees, hoodies, all sorts of different things. 
And then number four is masks. We were just in Nashville this past weekend. You still have to wear a mask places. And then also we have a collar changing mug. So it changes collars whenever it gets heated up. And that's pretty cool. And Andrew Bowman's been awesome and posted the links to most of that in the chat already. That is very impressive. What a good guy. Very impressive. So are we all dug out? Your yards are clear. You're uh, you're ready to cut your grass. You got your mower ready, Dakota. I'm all clear, but I got stuck in the snow. I I work inside of uh, substations, and I got stuck in the snow um, when no, Tuesday. It's like 45 degrees outside, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm stuck in the snow. It's it hadn't been driven on, and real I was wet, real heavy, really wet, really heavy. Yeah, and I'm driving my really heavy truck through it it it's 10 tons and it's <laughs> fully loaded so how'd you get out uh dual tires it's an f550 and i'm driving and then and it i don't even like get buried at all because it's just compressed the snow and just so much ice. Yeah. it just immediately turned to ice it wasn't even fleeing snow it was just solid ice underneath all four tires i put it in four high that didn't work i went out and locked the hubcaps and Put it in four low, so I had higher torque. That didn't do anything. <laughs> it, it, just, it did nothing. It didn't even move side to side. I'm trying to move my tires. I'm trying to put it in reverse. Just do, do everything does, I could uh, think does, of. Does a four letter uh, company give you kitty litter or anything to put in the truck? I had I had snow melt. I have had like a hundred pounds of snow melt in the back, and I have a shovel. So I got out and I started trying to shovel snow, and I put the snow melt down. I even Put the snow melt. All I put piles of it on all my tires so that whenever they I rotated, need, it would try to get. I need all it. of the listeners that are that are that are listening and watching right now to go ahead and DM former producer Guffy and tell him to stop texting me during the yeah, show. That's he was, very he knows rude. what we're doing. Incredibly right now. rude. He was in the chat during he's, the. He's just telling me right now about about his lights. He put up some lights, and I'm very proud of him. He got some electricity done. Yeah, he said he was going to solder it straight into the into the into his house, which was a great plan. But, but he's he's now texting me pictures of it as we're, as you're trying to tell your story, Dakota. Oh, I want the fans, the, those that are watching the live stream, DM Guffy and say, "Hey, get with it." That's all. Back. It didn't you. work. The snow melt didn't work. I'm sure if I gave it more time, it would have worked. But I'm did you give it like 15 seconds, like instant rice? No, I gave it about five minutes, uh, and it didn't work. And obviously, I couldn't get the shovel underneath the tire where the ice was. So that was useless. And what I finally had to do, I had to get out my, my tire chains. Kind of like drape them over the tire. You because had put your chains on previously, hoping you could use them. Yeah, obviously, you can't put the chains. To put the chains on, you have to drive over top of them and then fasten them together. Obviously, I can't drive True. over top of them. But I just kind of draped them over it so that whenever the tire it rotated, rotate. it would. And it worked like a dream. It was, it was a whole like 45 minute process. And the thing was, is I was in the middle of one job. There was a portion came up that I didn't have to be there for, for about 45 minutes. And I was like, I have, I have this monthly thing that I have to get done. That's like five minutes down the road. I'm going to go do that. And then I'll come back and I'll, I'll be back as soon as you guys are ready for me. And I go there and it literally takes me 45 minutes to get my truck unstuck. I had once in college where. I backed up into a pile of snow because I'm like, that'd be good. And by Friday, it all melted except for under the right rear tire. (laughs) And I didn't have a limited slip diff in that truck. So I was completely beached with three tires on pavement. 
And, and it was along, if anybody goes to Ball State, it's along where like the cow path comes out behind La Follette. So the biggest storm in, in the campus, everybody's walking by and I am stuck. <laughs> and the harder you try, the worse it gets because and nobody's, yeah. nobody's volunteering to push. You oh, no. There. And so the, and because you try harder, it melts the ice a little bit. And then the minute you stop, it just glazes again and just turns yep. it, it just cups your tire perfectly. Yes. Yeah, so you're, you're lucky you have the chains, but you just, you sit there and you're like, I can't do anything. Cause you have <laughs> custom built ice cups just holding your tires. Yeah. It is. After the day after we got all the snow, I was driving down a county road and there was a Dodge Challenger in front of me and he was having problems. He was having real issues. Is he the president and, of the town council in Spiceland? Mm-mm. And he, the story would get a lot better if it yeah, was. I know, but it, it wasn't. It was, I don't know who it was. So it could I was have in, been. I was in my work vehicle and no, it wasn't. And he's, he's like trying, he starts to try to turn down a different county road out by Westwood and he just immediately gets, starts sliding and then he gets full on stuck just sideways in the road. <laughs> and he's the same things happening to him where his tires are just spinning rear wheel drive. Those, yep. Aren't those rear wheel drive? Yeah. So I got out and I was like, I'll push if you like just kind of ease into the gas while I push with, with your hands or your truck. With my hands. Come on, get the 550. Hit him with the truck. <laughs> this dude, I'm not even joking. I like put my back against the, the vehicle, the Challenger, and I start pushing my legs. And like it starts to work. And he's kind of creeping. And then all of a sudden, he just guns it. He just puts <laughs> the pedal to the floor and just. And you're, ah! and you're leaning against the back of it, backwards. And he, yeah. And he, I, I it really didn't move him very much because he was so stuck. That was just like the opposite thing of what, what he should have done. And he just was fishtailing all around the road. And I, I yelled at this random man. I was like, stop, <laughs> <laughs> sir. You can't do that. And I was like, and he was like, he, so he stopped and he was like, what's that? And I was like, you just ease on the gas real slow. So he did, and he, he finally got unstuck, and he's like, thanks, I really appreciate it. He's like, this is, I just got this car. It's just, I didn't think about the wintertime in it. <laughs> well, and one thing that's interesting about, I've heard about Americans compared to other countries, is that we don't invest in winter tires. And like mm-hmm. in Europe, it's just a common thing to like, you swap out. Wintertime, you swap winter on ones. winter tires. And this, and, and I see guys post, uh, like they're up in Michigan that have like, the, they work for Dodge and stuff, and they're driving like, they're driving Hellcats in the winter. So they're driving 700 horsepower challengers. And they said, throw winter tires on them. They're great. And the guy said, a Jeep track Hawk with that has 700 horsepower and all the drive. He's like, it's unstoppable. But we just Americans just don't want to pay to have a second set of tires. And even though we already all have like storage cribs and garages full of stuff, they're an extra set. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I helped a lady on Tuesday that was stuck last week after the snow. And I was like, I ran my mom to get her vaccine and, she was stuck pulling out of an alley where the plow had dumped the snow and she just hammered it and she hammered it with the wheel turned. And I was like, none of this is right. <laughs> but, she, but, but it was so stuck that I could, I dug out a little bit in front of it and then I rocked it with pushing it. Like yeah. I was doing the movement and eventually I just rocked it enough. Like I pushed and I let off and I pushed and then it bit and it, she got it going. But I was just like, nobody knows how to rock a car. No, no one has. It. I was amazed. I'm like, why are you buying a challenger 
as your daily driver I in was, Indiana. First this is of June all. or July when he bought it. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Nashville, Tennessee last weekend. If you join the uh, Patreon, you'll get a get a comprehensive review. Uh, but something I didn't mention in there is we our Airbnb, Dakota and I, we were a uh, very romantic cabin. Uh, but it was on a side street, and they don't play, plow their side streets down there. I was driving on the sidewalk to get around the mail carrier <laughs> in Nashville. There, the grooves I was and the, the ice expert. on the road were incredible. Mm-hmm. Just trying to... Everyone is following the same path. Yeah. So when a car comes along, you, you had to you had to invent your own way, and it was just pure... It was like wagon wheel ruts yeah. um, in four inches of ice. It was... Yeah, it was so I, crazy. But the sidewalk was clear, so I got traction from two wheels on the sidewalk. <laughs> I was good to go. I was good to go. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. But yeah, it's some... Um, my wife's like was talking to him on the phone at like 11 o'clock Saturday night, and I was like, who are you talking to? She's like, oh, it's a friend. She's like, they're stuck. I'm like, where are they stuck? They're in a field. Like, something about their Jeep got stuck. I'm like, you know what they should learn the first thing you do is you're going to go play in the snow in a field. You do it right when it snowed. Don't wait three or four days. Don't wait for the sun to come out. Yeah. Because then it yeah, gets that, heavy and that it wet. Fresh, that fresh snow is fun. You can, the, 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 the four-day-old snow is Blast trash. through fresh powder. Four days later, not so much. And they, had bur- yeah. they buried like two Jeeps in a truck. And we're like waiting for somebody to come out and get them. And it was their own field, so they weren't doing anything wrong. But it's just That's how I totaled my Jeep. Um, I was in a field and I got out of the field and I was like, oh, it's time to go home. <laughs> Had enough fun. <laughs> and I got on, back on the county road and Jeeps are pretty bad on ice. Like if you don't have it in four wheel drive, because there's zero weight in the yeah, back. Just don't weigh anything at and all. I obviously out in the field trying to do donuts. I didn't have four wheel drive on and I didn't think to put it into four and as I got on the icy road and I just immediately, I literally made it 40 feet (laughs) (laughs) and then just immediately started spinning. Like there's nothing that I could even do to control the vehicle. And the only thing that stopped me was a pole. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want more, there's uh, the, the late Kim Cronk, his episode to go to the story. Yep. Oh shoot! Well, I I've discovered that uh, maybe I want to go ahead and get some gutter gutter cables for next year. Some some winter gutter cables to try to keep the ice dams down. The the uh, everybody had gutters in my neighborhood that were just completely full of ice water. Yeah, solid pure frozen blocks of ice, nice. and then the icicles coming off the front of the house were were massive. I have the gutter guards, and we didn't have any problems. Really? Yeah. I have the old uh, aluminum ones, so there's only like a half inch gap. Yeah, for your gutters. Yeah, what happened though, I think, is uh, for a lot of folks, is our downspout extensions froze because they run out into yep. the snow. They fill with water and it just stacks right up, and then the next thing you know, you just have a gigantic ice cube. I had some bicycles hanging off the house, and I go outside. My, or go, I go to the kitchen window and face the backyard, and I catch my son with a chunk of ice about yay big. I'm like, what are you doing with that? He's like, I'm going to knock that icicle down. I'm like, you are not throwing this chunk of ice at the house. <laughs> and then I get home from somewhere and like the next door neighbor girl's throwing toys in the backyard. I'm like, why are there toys in there in the neighbor's yard? We were throwing them at icicles. So they're trying to knock the icicles <laughs> off the house and just winging Did whatever you, they could get their hands on. Do you follow Barstool Chicago on the, uh, on no, the, inst- the Facebook or Instagram? If you do yourself a favor and pull pull up their Facebook page real quick. There are some Chicagoans that have been taking ice down because they in Chicago, they all have these stairways that are made of wood. So they're they're like wooden staircases. They're fire escapes because they can't use wooden materials for their buildings. They're all brick, but the fire escapes are all wood because they're allowed to. 
Seems you, smart. You, you've seen these, Dakota, these three or four story buildings mm-hmm. with staircases off the side. Well, they've got these massive ice ice uh, ice dams coming off, and they've started to melt. So they've done the same thing. They start to throw stuff at them and hit them. One guy had his, it was probably an eight-foot-long ice sculpture, <laughs> and it came down and, and took out the guy's entire railing. Ripped oh, railing yeah. I'm watching the, the video right now. Ripped the railing right off the side of the thing. It's like four feet oh, wide. gosh. Yeah. yeah, I'll have uh, we'll have we'll have uh, he knocked Zach a, put it in the he uh, knocked a Volkswagen chat. Beetle <laughs> off the side of his with a broom with a broom. <laughs> yeah, it's Dude yeah. Did it, not think it through. It's the yeah, three or four feet wide. And but it, I mean, the railing was just completely gone, and I I don't know I, from the view like, I saw like like also <laughs> would. And I, the only thing that would make this worse is if you look down, there's a poor kid or a body at the bottom. He <laughs> didn't like yell. Somebody did clear the way. Yeah, I'll copy a Lincoln. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Speaking of Chicago, what you need in there, what you need there is a gun to feel safe. Yeah, well, I mean, it's your God-given right. Mm -hmm. That you shouldn't have to have any documents for that, Dakota. For some reason, we've had to buy back from the government. People think that it's okay. Uh, Jim Lucas, who's been on the show before, and we talked about this bill when he was on the show. What, two years ago? This is something he's carried... Pretty much his entire time in the General Assembly. Yeah. Jim Lucas is known, depending on who you ask. Two things. He's known for two things. Cannabis and guns. And if you're a Democrat, racism. Oh, I guess that too. Um, Jim Lucas has been offering constitutional carry for the state of Indiana and also marijuana. Um, usually, He usually offers up medical marijuana, but he's also in support of full recreational use as well. All of the above. Yep, but he always offers up those two bills, and it's never gotten anywhere. It's always get it always gets assigned to some random committee, immediately dies as soon as it gets to committee. Usually, it doesn't even get heard, and that's the end of that. We'll see you next year. Now, all of a sudden, I start see looking, you next Tuesday. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I start seeing Jim because uh, I follow him on Facebook. I start seeing him post things like. Uh, there's amendments being added to his constitutional carry bill. I'm like, they're actually hearing it. They're discussing it. Oh, the amendment has passed now. So they're actually very seriously considering this. Oh my God. It makes it out of the committee. They're going to hear it on the house floor now. And then all of a sudden it passes the house floor by an overwhelming majority. 65 to 31, it got out of the House, and it's on its way to the Senate. And this bill will eliminate the handgun license that you paid for correct? uh, in 2022. Correct. And they're basically going to make it the burden of the police officer. If you have an interaction, they're going to verify if you're not allowed to have it or not. Right. This doesn't do what if you're a felon, you still can't carry a handgun, all that good stuff. So the police, basically the argument is, is like, Anytime that you get stopped by the police, they're looking for that stuff anyway. If you have a firearm, then they're going to know you're not supposed to have the firearm because they've already ran your plates. They have your driver's license. They know already. And But the police union's problem with this has always been all the money from gun licensing goes directly towards training right, law for the police training. departments. So. It's about five, a little over $5 million a year that uh, that has been paid, that those fees have paid for. Correct. And the big amendment that was offered in the committee this time was allocating $3.5 million 
towards extra police funding or police training in the state of Indiana to offset this. Right. Because it, in order to like, uh, if you have a handgun, uh, if you have a concealed weapons permit in the state of Indiana, then that is also honored by some other states. Um, it carries over into, into other states. So if you want to carry in those other states, then you'll still have to pay for and get you have to have a some sort of a document permit. so that you have reciprocity with states that recognize Indiana. Right. So, so my lifetime like, permit is not entirely trash now at this point. Right. I didn't waste one hundred and thirty dollars. So they said, you know, yeah, it provides five million dollars in funding, but we're still going to be selling these things. So we'll do some, you know, we'll we'll give you guys a buffer to where we're not totally cutting all of that out, and then hopefully you can we still sell enough to where we make up for the rest of it. And that was basically like after that happened, the police union, except for, I think, the sheriff of Marion County, who is also a representative, a Democrat representative in the state house. Um, he spoke in the committee and was like, this is horrible. It puts police officers in danger. It gives them the blah, burden blah, blah. Of, of the responsibility rather than yeah. them already being cleared ahead of time by the state police is the, the contention they have. And then and, you know, proponents of which I am one just say guess what? Not my problem. <laughs> Constitution says I can have it. That's kind of your it's job. Not, it's not yours to license. AJ Chandler or Aaron Chandler, I guess, officially on the Facebook uh, says it won't pass. If they pass it, the politicians won't have it to use as bait to get you to vote for them next time. Dakota, <laughs> you're being trapped. You're being lulled into thinking it's going to happen. It's going to die in the Senate. Cause they want to be able to tempt you for your vote next time. That could be. It's kind of true. They have messed around with this a number of times. A couple of years sure ago, have. there was a small incremental change. I, I can remember them being only four-year licenses, and then they gave you lifetime permits. And then a few years ago, they said, you know what? You can have the lifetime permits, but if you want a free permit, you can have the four-year one, but you still have to pay for your, your fingerprints or whatever the heck happens. Right. Yep. So some people won't charge you for it anymore. And now, once again, we're messing around with it. We don't just have a law that just stays the hell alone. Speed limit doesn't get dinked around with all the time. We don't play around with with the the marijuana laws. Those are still illegal. We can't get that passed, but we can change this law every three years. Yep. And it's just, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that it makes it out of the Senate. Zach, do you carry? Do you have it? No, no, you carry, no. but do you have the permit? No. Nope. Get permission? You've never been through the, the deal? No, never have. It was a pain in the butt to get my permit the first time because really? I showed up at the, the sheriff's department. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. You can't get that here. You live within city limits by 14 feet. You need to go <laughs> to the police department across town. And then I showed up and they said, okay, yeah, that's cool. But we need a money order. It, there were so many hoops to go through. It took me a whole damn day. Like going to the BMV. Yeah, it was like it was. I had to go to the post office, get a money order, had to go back, get my fingerprints done, go to the post office again to mail my stuff out. It was a whole deal. Like, and I, I had ink all over my hands. A money order. I don't remember have to, having to pay with a money order. Well, you're much younger. So that was <laughs> seven years ago. My first one was mine. not on a card. It was one. on, I had to laminate it myself when it showed up. Oh, really? Yeah. Mine is. Yeah. I've got the new version now, the pink card or whatever. That's an actual yeah, I remember piece it being of like a piece of paper. People like folded. Yeah. Even when I was younger, my yep. dad's. Mine still has my parents' address on it. Have you updated it with the state? No. Oh boy. You're, you can't carry that. Oh no. My parents' address. Yeah. I've changed my address with the state. Yeah, but you haven't printed a new card. No. Okay, that's like ten dollars. The state would like your the big. They want your they want your money. Need to make up for that million and a half dollars in difference. So this, what the hell do you care? You're good. That I, Are you looking out for somebody else, Dakota? Or are you having some? 
I typically I only I carry an LCP, uh, which is a a, a very small. Uh, it's like a it's called a pocket gun, but I don't carry it pocket. I carry appendix. One one carry. more question here before we uh, before we move on. Is this going to be for concealed carry or any carry? This is um, concealed carry. Any okay. carry. Yeah. We still, yeah. We have right now, this is a concealed weapons permit. Can you just be standing somewhere with a gun on your hip? No, I'm not a lawyer. You'll have to probably, <laughs> I'm, you'll not sure have that, to I'm not sure what that threshold is. I remember one time Guy Relford for that. That's I, was, I was literally in Muncie today and there was a guy with a gun on his hip. Yeah, I'm not sure not, that where, where uh, it becomes in, in concealed Muncie. or open. Cause I, I remember one time leaving the gun range uh, as a kid and there was like two guys, and this is so like Midwest, uh, two guys like riding a moped and the guy in the back's got a rifle and he's like holding it up in the air. <laughs> like it was like some kind of like, oh, like, geez. Yeah. like redneck infiltration no, force. I, and I was like, I told my dad, I was like, isn't that illegal? He's like, no, it's, you can see it. It's open carry. He's like, he's not concealing it. So that, I was it's like, not a that, surprise. To that's anybody. the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've know. never even, I've never given thought to open carrying. So I've never looked into the laws of it. All right. We are jumping all over the place today because yep. this is what happens when I make the show notes at five. Are we talking about? We're talking about COVID vaccines now. Yeah, we're, we're we're back to Indiana Indiana news. It's just a real quick thing, though. Yeah, this is. Uh, I, they've dropped the age down to sixty, right? So if you're if so you're if sixty you were, years old now, if you're you sixty, can you can get it. And I I made the appointment for my dad myself. So on Tuesday, I want to say I'm Ron Burgundy. On Tuesday, they they made this rule change. I saw it really quickly. I jumped on the website. There was no wait at all. I got my dad on the phone. I said, hey, let's do this for you. They made the change at like 9 in the morning. I said, can you go today? I got him an appointment for 2.20 that afternoon in Rushville. He got his Moderna, uh, his Medea vaccine, and uh, he's good to go. And then while he was there, they made his next appointment. Because I was wondering, okay, so you get this one now, and you have to get the one in three weeks. You have to make sure you match it up correctly. I didn't have any experience with this, but he literally, or I literally went into the website, chose the place I wanted, and it had a version of, hey, do you want the Pfizer vaccine or do you want the Moderna? You picked which one you wanted. You, that put you in the line for it. And nice. You're good to go. So, super simple. Yeah, I, They gave me permission to go get it, too. Who's they? The state. Do you have a Do you have a signed document by the governor? Uh, someone does. I got, a, <laughs> I got an email that said Indiana's signed off on all field employees and the people who work in our control centers that watch over the grid getting the vaccine. Huh. Last week and made people realize electricity was pretty important. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I, I've said for a while, like as soon as I'm able to get it, I'm probably going to go get it, but I haven't even made the appointment <laughs> because it, at this point, like I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound horrible, but really I would just, I feel pretty confident in how I'm a pretty healthy person. I take vitamins. I have a very strict exercise and diet. And I just feel like there's probably a lot of other people that need it more. than Now, listen, well, I do. I know how strict so, your diet is, but I also watched you eat a $14 milkshake on Saturday night. 16, you know, been, 16, 16 <laughs> milkshake. I mean, it was, I saw the pictures of the milkshakes. They looked amazing. I didn't need all of it. I ate half of it and I ate half of my cooking. I didn't touch the frosting on the outside and I felt 
sick to my stomach for a good while afterwards. So much so whenever we got to the next bar and I saw Mason's uh, fish, I was like, I need to eat some of that fish to get like some protein or something going in there. Cause that was pretty bad. And Mason just took my, the rest of my milkshake and he just dumps it into his <laughs> scoops, scrapes off all the frosting on the rim. And I was watching him and it's like my face was turning green. <laughs> Sounds like Mason was quite the display to watch. Oh, it was, it, it was putting on a show. It was a fantastic, fantastic time. Have you guys seen that the state cracked down on the will call? Like, I got will call wouldn't be the right word, but like the listing, they were letting people sign up and say, Hey, on short notice, if you have some extras at the end of the day, give me a call. And yeah, a, a lot couple of teachers were doing that. Yeah. Some teachers like Walmart, apparently like there's a Walmart pharmacy or two that were even prioritizing teachers in that list. So they were getting a couple of them in a day and the state found out and said, yeah, no. yeah. 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 And shut them down and said, if anybody's found giving any doses that don't meet the criteria, by not meeting the criteria, you don't get to give any more doses out. And I was like, really? That's, that's the purpose of, of making sure it goes in somebody, right? Yeah. Well, in Although the, Indiana said the only time, the only things that have not gone in somebody's arm have been because they've had broken syringes. They've not had anything spoiled because yeah. they didn't go to somebody. That but it was, they're saying evidently that the waiting list needs to be also just people that meet the criteria. But what if you don't have anybody? Right. Like just have a, you know, it's and the funny thing was, it seemed to be because these teachers were getting. I was like, so like the state is really digging in on teachers, like not getting, not being able to get vaccinated so, because the teachers union has made such a big deal about I'm, it. So it's they, all, it's the all about state government just wants to stick it to every yeah. every person that's getting the vaccine is one more to the good. Yeah. So Dakota making the case of, well, I feel fine and I take vitamins and I don't have a problem. If you're eligible for it, then damn it, take the thing so one less person in our community can get the virus. So that you don't give it to Zach. And that's the, that's the point of it is that if you can it's take that step, then you're that's as soon as you're eligible, if you're willing to take it, then do everybody a favor and go get the damn thing. That's I just feel like there's a whole lot of 60 plus people who are probably in way worse health than I am that they can have mine for now. That's fine. That's fine too. But they have to sign up, right? They've yeah. I, I, I did watch, I checked in about three times. The longest I saw the wait list to be, it's like 24 minutes. I signed up my dad immediately. I checked back about an hour later and it was an eight minute wait for a friend of mine when he was trying to sign up his parents. This was like the magical time of every 30 year old was the one that was signing the parents up. Either you were sending <laughs> yeah. the link or you were doing it your damn self to make sure, Hey dad, you're getting yours on this point. My in-laws are getting theirs in March. I don't know why they picked that date, but they're like March, the St. Patrick's day. They're going to get their vaccines. Um, and my mom's still such a young pup. She's not quite old enough to do it yet. Good to be her. Um, but yeah, it was speaking of shots. Yes. Someone shot Lady Gaga's dog walker. Lady Gaga. This is the weirdest story I've ever seen in my life. And stole her two Frenchies. So and now she's offering a half million dollar reward for the safe return of her dogs. God, I wish I lived in LA. <laughs> it would I'd be, be like go to the bounty hunter. I would be dog the bounty hunter. Yeah. Ace Ventura <laughs> rides again. Yeah. This is this is Ace Ventura three. Yeah. Are the people okay? I yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the dog walker I heard is okay. Got shot four times. How the, did they know that these were her dogs? They had to have known. Were they a mark? There's no way that you just had randomly shoot a been, dog walker. Yeah, had to have been watching them. I wonder if there's like going to be a ransom note or something. TMZ oh. reports that the dog walker had three of Gaga's bulldogs out in Hollywood just before 10 o'clock when one gunman, possibly more, came upon them. 
didn't know what was said. The dog walker was shot and the gunman took two of the three dogs named Gustav and Koji. So there's, there's one that's still safe. Maybe it's incredible. I just, I was thinking about that cause I've heard about it and then I head out for a run. I was like, this is it. That's insane. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm the kind of person that if anything happens, to those dogs and they catch those guys, capital punishment. If you hurt the dogs, like what is the world coming to that? Somebody kidnapped your dogs. So if you have information that can lead to yeah. the recovery, the safe recovery of Koji and Gustav, email Koji and Gustav at gmail.com. Uh, to seriously, Gmail? Gmail. LA like, right it, now. It all happens so fast. LA right now sounds like Mad Max. There's like, we were watching, there's a, there's a Netflix series out about the Cecil Hotel, a, gr- a lady who goes missing at this hotel. And it's just, it's a really good series. You guys should watch it. But anyway, they were saying there's... Sorry, like, I'm busy with the crew right now. I can't possibly start something else. They were saying there's like 30... In this documentary that was made a while ago, obviously, they, they said there's 30,000 homeless people in on the streets of Los Angeles. But since COVID, there's literally 100,000 more now. There's 125,000 homeless people living in LA. And that's before the government says people can be thrown out of their houses. Yeah. There's still there's still rules that say you can't do that. It sounds it it sounds insane, so crazy. I wonder what they categorize as homeless because then there's a whole bunch of RV people that just live in RVs near the beach, like around Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. They were this particular show is talking I, about Skid Row. Point of inquiry: What beach is near Vegas? What Venice? Venice. Okay, Venice. Venice. I'll beach. allow it. Okay. Yeah, right. Venice. I listen yeah. to a podcast. The guy says, "You'll walk out. You're walking around. You look over, and there's just like." A couple, he's like, look like they're living in this beater motorhome, fixing their dinner parked on the side of the street, and they look like Abercrombie models. He said it's the weirdest thing. You got to think, like, like, so Joe Rogan was talking about one of the things that made him move from L.A. to Austin was the homeless problem had reached his neighborhood. He, he went out to get his mail. And then you have to think, a multimillionaire so he's living in, in a home in L.A. with woods. Okay, he's one of the people that had to get evacuated during the fires, and there's homeless people camped out in front of his house, and the and it's legal. They're allowed to camp. They're allowed to set up tents on the sidewalks. Yeah, it's a bizarre place. Yeah, crazy. I would be getting out too. I don't even have like a desire to even visit there. I don't have any visit to uh, desire to visit for a while. Maybe they'll be coming here for the NCAA tournaments. Everybody's coming to Indiana for the NCAA. <laughs> Dakota. The, uh, they're going to play it this year. We're at the one year anniversary of COVID. This is all we are like, this is we're at the moment, the demarcation point of we've all, we've been through this lap before. We're finally at the point of the shit. We canceled last time is coming, right coming back around. Yep. This time last year I was watching that. I was watching the news stories about COVID. We're getting ready to go to the hospital. I have Jackson it's, and I'm like, Hmm, Man, hope this thing doesn't get worse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's you like did, seven cases in Indiana. Little did you know. So a year ago, the NCAA tournament got canceled. Billions of dollars in TV revenue were lost to True TV, T, uh, TBS, TNT, and CBS Sports. I think all those billions of dollars in uh, productivity that were gained, though, according to whatever that Christmas and whatever firm says from the tournament though yeah but everybody worked from home anyway, yeah but, so. but yeah then was lost because everybody was distracted yeah so we're gonna play the entire tournament 
in the state of Indiana because Indiana uh, Mayor Hogsett has lifted his curfew. You can be out till two in the morning. Bars can be back to 75%. Music venues can be at 50%. We have the capacity now. We know how to use masks. We know how to social distance. We've been practicing. (laughs) So there are going to be a handful of facilities that are going to host the NCAA tournament in Indiana. The smallest capacity that they're going to allow is down down there by where A.J. Chandler is, uh, down in Bloomington, Indiana. Assembly Hall is going to allow 500 people to watch basketball games. 500. Now, I know for damn sure we will have a lot more than that in Newcastle watching wrestling tournaments right now. Uh, 13% capacity at Purdue University at Mackey Arena, and they're going to go 25% in all of the other arenas. So Butler uh, will hold 2,200 people. Uh, the Indiana Fieldhouse is going to have How significant... How do you get 13%? I don't know. That's just a strange it's just a, I, I mean, know. it's a strange thing that you go in like venue by venue, and it's different percentages. Well, it's all a venue. matter of the local health department. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Right? So Monroe County controls Bloomington. And then you've got We've the given these health departments way too much power. It's, they're just we, like the, mm. the 500 just about got shut down. How about 13 from IU health? It wasn't even a health department. It was a hospital. Yeah. Kind of threw down on that one. It's hopefully they fix the potholes in Indy so that people can get to the game safely. Yeah. Cause they, they broke my brother's truck. last week. Yeah, That's week. why I had to drive to Nashville all by myself. <laughs> so here's the question. Pothole Joe really screwed you, Dakota. Who's going to go? Are you guys going to actually try to attend any of this? Are you going to be a part of the festivities? Me? The last big event that happened like this in Indianapolis was probably the Super Bowl. I have where... a one-year-old son. I barely made it here. Right. So, <laughs> so are you going to take Jackson down to the NCAAs and watch no. some basketball at, at Butler? No. Because then he might wind up being a basketball player. No. Oh. Wouldn't that be terrible? Don't need that. I can sit at home watch on my TV, which I don't normally do anyway. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Nightstown Panther or a Blue River Viking. It'd be great. Basketball is my least favorite sport to watch. It's so boring. So incredibly boring. Have you tried watching soccer? I like soccer. Soccer is way more entertaining than Same basketball. On TV, are you drunk? How much? What are you drinking over there? Water and uh, someone just came in the door. I, I warned you. Oh, yep. I warned you. There's a there's a thing happening. Would you Would you like to have a seat over here, sir? You can. All right, we'll his, grab one. His mic's not on. There. Mask right. on, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to readjust the camera if Corey's going to join us. Yeah, he almost had Jeremiah cut out. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, yeah Zach, is, tap dance. Yeah, I mean, I'll, It'll be interesting to see when people are able to go have, like, a, have a seat over here to go to like bigger events. You're, you're welcome to if they actually go to the bigger events because I know that I see like uh, we were in Tennessee a couple weeks ago and we drove down like through Gatlinburg and there were just people out like normal and I kind of got like a level of social anxiety at the thought of just lots of people like it's because it's such a weird thing. We're welcome to how I've been my entire adult life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was always I mean a little bit like that, but you see some stuff and you're just like, Ew. and like I'm still looking forward to the 500. But in doing some stuff with that, but yeah, there's some other stuff. I'm like, it, eh. it was strange being like shoulder to shoulder with people in Nashville. I bet mean, it was bizarre. It yeah. was strange just even getting in the very first Uber car. And like, I've got, we got in the Mason Uber. and Guffy right next to me. And I'm like, this we, we, is definitely not six feet. We got in an Uber wearing our masks and the driver had a shower curtain up between us and him. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and Jeremiah has the custom. audacity to go, did Lyft put this up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, that was interesting to see how people like see how some Uber and Lyft guys like dealt with like s- dividing their cars and trying to make it work and to be safe. Yeah, yeah the, some of them were doing shower curtains or like somehow like rigging up plexiglass in their cars and stuff. Yeah, we had one of those people too. Corey, the, the first guy that we got in his uh, Lyft, the, the Lyft says no one in the front seat with the driver. And the first guy is like, Hey, you, and points to Jeremiah. He's like, just get in the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't care. He's like, you know, some people do care. Some people don't. Uh, I don't care. And, but Uber says, you guys can ride in the front seat. That's up to the driver. So everybody has their different rules. And that's why you pay $30 more for Uber. We're talking about the NCAA tournament is how, how this got here, Corey. And I just want to know how, how Henry County didn't get to host any of these games. They're going down to Bloomington and they're only letting them have 500 people. But here we are, largest and finest field house, and, and we, got, we got the shaft. So it's my understanding, could be wrong, that the court at the field house is not college regulation link. Uh, I mean, this is, these are unprecedented times. I was going to say that the field house is actually a very good venue, our field house, for social distancing because there's absolutely four, there's like 42 doors. You could have, <laughs> you, I mean, you still, you got 20 doors open and have six feet between every open door at four corners. You got different. And then there's like, I don't know how many staircases I've had to run them before. And so you could, you get quite a few people in there and not have them have to be too close to each other. They hosted the Harlem Globetrotters when I was a kid. I know I was there. They hosted the uh, Harlem Globetrotters when I was a kid. Well, how many times have you guys been kids? I mean, I was dating at the time, (laughs) but all right. They were probably different Globetrotters. Dakota is very (laughs) upset. Dakota, it was probably still the Washington Generals, so. though. Yeah, Dakota is very upset. The 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 mail's slow, and now they're getting a new me, truck, and you don't like it. Let me pull up this article. What what has you so upset about the new? Uh, the new so I don't remember. We have this chat going on where we've been talking. It, it started out as a meme group with me, you, Stephen Vitito, Cade Coger, and it has turned into our um, investment gambling. It, it happens. Group. Yeah. It, it, and <laughs> soon it'll turn to rehab. By the way, next week's show is going to be a, 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 all about investing. Like a month ago, Dakota won't show up though. Like a month ago, I saw this thing on wall street bets where it was, people were saying like, Hey, uh, there's this company called workhorse and workhorse is one of the, uh, top two finalists to do the electric vehicle conversion for the United States postal service and UPS. So they, They've got both of these contracts on the line, and their stock is like ten dollars. So it's like they could really be going through the roof right now because no one knows who they are. Now everyone's going to know who they are. And I was like, guys, let's get in on this train. And you know, rode it out for a little while. I bought a bunch of shares, and then today, they, U- they USPS has unveiled new sleek looking. Mail trucks. Sleek is not the word I would use. Oshkosh, man. The Oshkosh uh, urban assault vehicle, I think, is what. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So the the U.S. Post Service, and they've been using the same thing. It's called a a, a Grumman mail truck. A Grumman is a Grumman. Yeah, like the like the old yeah. Like the I have no idea. Yeah, they build, and, they build airplanes. Yeah, they've been they've been doing the uh, u- using the truck since the 1980s. So they were due for an upgrade. Uh, but apparently Oshkosh Defense was selected 
out of the top two contractors to build between 50,000 and 165,000 new trucks in the next 10 years. This is the most exciting chassis selection. Oshkosh Bagosh. Since, is since a, Delara beat Delta Wing and the Bat in yeah. the Swift. The, yeah. The, <laughs> this thing looks like a golf cart with a giant glass bubble yeah. on the front and it's built for packages. It really looks like a Pope mobile. Yeah. If you ever remember the episode of the Simpsons where Homer designs his own car, I mean, it has that. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's got like, I mean, cause you know, I remember when the 300 came out, it was a big deal. They pushed the belt line way up on the 300. So it's got like that gangster look. This pushes the belt line. Like this thing's pants are around its ankles. It's so low. It's yeah, all yeah. windshield. Yeah, it is all windshield. Well, it's, it's designed to be operated at three miles an hour. And so it should yeah. be fine. It's also, they also needed it to be really tall so that they could stack packages in it more efficiently. This is the, this is the Amazon van. <laughs> Whatever. But Oshkosh is a defense contractor. Never so it was like, probably should have saw that one coming. Where, yeah. where are they going to build this thing? That's the question. Who which, knows? which state's going to get the Saudi, to Saudi Arabia, it? probably. <laughs> uh, uh, they were up 6% today. So you're, we're, we're mixed. We're mixed on this. I mean, it, it's one of those things where form is obviously following function. And so I yeah. mean, the, the current ones aren't that attractive. So, but yeah, you look at it. I'm really like, excited for a lot of them to start going up to auction. <laughs> the I shared an article, and it's by the same group that Jeremiah, if you get the show notes, uh, a site called Jalopnik, um, and they said there needs to be a spec racing series of old mail trucks. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, yes, yes, there does. They have That'd rubber cool. bumpers on them and stuff. Like how? I mean, it, there's a, it's the ultimate sleeper vehicle. Oh, and you, you could do all kinds. Of, I mean, because somebody somebody will buy one, and there will be a like a mid engine V8 one yeah, very the, soon. Although, yeah. There's going to definitely be an LS swap. Yeah. The, the powertrain has just got to be beat to hell in these things anyway. It, somebody said that they're very yeah. cheap and they're very easy to work on, but somebody's like, don't mis- don't mistake that for reliability. They're not reliable anymore, but they can just, they're kind of fairly easily fixable. Yeah. yeah. It, it was disappointing, but you know, whatever. I'm still, they still haven't announced the UPS contract, so I didn't sell anything. Yep. My, my workhorse stock did go down by 11%, but I'd made quite a bit. Just the buildup of the anticipation. So I'm I'm still not in the negative yet. It's funny, but I think I'm only up like a dollar twenty. You said like <laughs> what fifty to one hundred and sixty five thousand, and Jeremiah compared it to the Lara contract. And I think that one hundred and ten. Yeah, yeah, I know. I did, yeah, it was yeah something. It was like a super low number of those. So I was like, yeah, it's a little bit bigger deal. But I know yeah, it's been like years that they've been working up to this. A couple of years they've been talking about. It's time to replace this the mail the, truck. This is the first time that what the mail truck has looked like. It, I can't remember it. The previous version, the one, the one that they is like the one they're using now like, is what I've grown up with. Yeah. Same, Corey, you're slightly older, but it's the same, right? Uh, you can't remember mail trucks. Now, not, when I was a kid, I lived in such a damn rural area that I think my mail got delivered in uh, in a Chevrolet uh, Celebrity. Mine's mine's carrier. delivered currently by a Chevy Blazer. Yeah, well, my, my mail truck guy actually now has a Sprinter van, so he has like I think it's yeah, it's a long wheelbase Sprinter van. So he's got the, a big nice van. But Occasionally, though, in your neighborhood, they'll they still walk in the summertime. Well, he still he parks he he parks at a certain from a certain house and then walks the streets. And so I can see I'm like, oh, he's not here yet, but he's coming because I'll see the van up the street. So this prompts a movie recommendation. Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner, and the Postman, the Postman, Ford Lincoln Mercury. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say the Mechanic. <laughs> no. That wasn't a great movie, was it? The Mechanic with Christian Bale. <laughs> I don't know that I've seen the Mechanic. Really? Nope. You've not seen that movie? No. Have you ever seen 
like how much weight Christian Bale lost for that movie. Mm-mm. You should look it up. Christian Bale's one of those guys that there's a progression of his look for various roles. That, uh, he's seriously dead. And it's, and he and uh, mm-hmm. and Matthew McConaughey, I think him for there's one where he, he like, he's like emaciated yeah. and like oh, the that next was thing the you mechanic. know, yeah, and it the next the thing mechanic. you know, he's like he's Batman, and he's yeah, ripped. He put on like eighty pounds for Batman, <clears throat> and he played. I he, I got lost in the uh, the Dick Cheney movie. He was Dick Cheney. Incredible. Oh really? Yeah. Was he really? Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I'm telling you, that guy is a shapeshifter. He really is. There's I think the, it's uh, called what the heck is the Dick Cheney? It's not Veep. No, uh, I've got efforting, a, efforting, efforting, Vice called Vice, not Veep. Vice. Yeah, Christian Bale plays uh, plays Dick Cheney in that, and he is. I'll turn this so that. Oh no, sorry, sorry it was the machinist. My bad. The machinist. Yeah, not wow. the mechanic. Okay. So, great movie though. Uh, Stephen Carell played Donald Rumsfeld as well. It's it's Steve Carell Steve played Carell Donald played, Rumsfeld and did it well. I may have to go home and watch that. It's a 2018 movie. Saw it in the theater. All right. Well, this is well worth seeing. Remember, Amy Adams is in it, which is always worth your time. Remember There's Christian Bale and the Machinist. Remember theaters? Wow. Although yeah. I did, I did hear an interesting wait, thing. Wait, can you wait a minute? Time out. I need, I need Zach to to review your pronunciation of the name of the movie. The Machinist. Yeah. Sounds right to me. Yeah, that can't be good for your health, though. No, he took years off of his life. Had to have. I did see an interesting thing that they All said we're the back in. Like evidently. <laughs> In Indy and in like AMC theaters, you can rent an entire theater for a hundred bucks. Wow. That would be and really just, cool. And I think you get to pick the movie. I'm, I'm assuming there's a list. Any movie? You get to, yeah, well, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And probably any. You provide the film? Cause, uh, yeah. Cause, uh, Tom from Bob and Tom did it and, and they watched like, uh, School of Rock cause he took his kids. That's awesome. And it's like, that's like, one of the greats. He's like, all you have to do is get like 10 of your buddies. And it's the same price as it would be to go see a movie normally. But it's the whole theater is just you and your friends. Who's the greatest actor the of the 21st century? Tom Hanks. Really? Hmm. Ooh, I don't know. Cause it's kind of hard to, some people I don't even think. Wait like, a minute. 20th or 20th. God damn it. The, the problem 21st. is, is that some of these guys are in both centuries. The 21st century. I said, well, you're boxing me in. I think, um, probably, well, now I'm, now I can't even think of his name. I can't see my problem too. Yeah. Is you, if you're trying to separate the last century and this century, the last century was like five years ago in my brain. I'm one of those people. It's like 30 <laughs> years ago. That was 1970. And it's like, Oh no, that was 1990. No, no at all. Crap. Who's the guy that played, uh, Abraham Lincoln? Oh, D- Daniel day Lewis, Daniel day Lewis. I think he's probably the goat of the 21st century. There's some people I just joke. because of the Abe Lincoln. There's some people I joke that they don't even act like Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is really good too. Doesn't he doesn't act though? Mm. He's you just hire Jack Nicholson. Yeah, you know what you're gonna get. <laughs> Who's the uh, the British guy that's like that? He was in Peaky Blinders. Um, Horrible for watching movies. Crap. I'm really good Tom at kids Hardy. movies. Tom Hardy is the same way. You get some you, people. You get Tom Hardy. That's yeah. That's who it is. Corey, uh, this is movie talk, and I know I know you probably this wasn't on the notes. No. What uh, what's We're going gonna, on we'll down just the street? Cross Anything out the fun? Any breaking That's news? Just BS. No breaking killer news. Anyway, no, nothing no. happened. No, pretty good. <laughs> no routine council meeting. All right. They spend any of my money? I don't think so. They didn't raise my taxes. They didn't raise your taxes. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, that's a win. Yeah. Did they just cancel the last city council meeting because of the weather? believe so. I never heard what. Yeah, no, I, th- I think they just said they would. I was prepared to go. They would. <laughs> I was like, I'll drive down there. They have their care. March meeting, basically. Yeah. 
On on Monday, Zach was running in the snow in the blizzard as I'm driving home from work to beat beat the storm, and he's he's running barefoot down. down I was a barefoot. I wasn't sure. It looked that way. You look yeah. cold. It, this week, yesterday I went. I, yesterday, Tuesday, I ran. It was glorious. T-shirt and shorts. Oh yeah. And we went bad. from I, I went from yeah almost a blizzard run. That was before the blizzard hit. It was in the the lull. And then like a week later, t-shirt and shorts. It's glory. And this week, it'll definitely be t-shirt and shorts. All right. Final two items on the, uh, on the show notes. And we will, uh, there's one. We'll we cross out, out the cicadas. Oh, you're getting rid of the cicadas, the cicadas. I just wanted to complain about we that. Have to, we have to put those we'll back that in right for now. 2038. We have a rude interruption though. I have a rude interruption. Okay. I'm sure you covered your trip in Nashville, right? Yes, we yeah. did. So I have an observation. Anything you need. I have an observation. Okay. Dakota texted a lot more <laughs> when he was a little. <laughs> A little lit up. So I just wanted to make that observation. We heard from Dakota. And I was drinking. Yes. <laughs> That's it. He was, he was away from his family, so he felt like he needed. Jeremiah was putting videos of me in the. <laughs> so, so, you're, so you're telling us that Dakota's a prime candidate to end up on texts from last night. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's usually true. just lurking. You know, maybe, that that's the way maybe not reading. I don't know. But I mean, he was. I usually read. I mean, he was actually. I mean, he participated. He's definitely reading because the time you offered yes, up the, no the wine kill right. children, yes. God dang. 20 seconds later, he's at your door buying the thing. Listen, yeah. so, I've only got so much time to text during the I day. Understand. And <laughs> I understand. I get the, it. The biggest complaint I have about this Samsung phone is that the keyboard's horrible. I hate it so much. Every time I try to press the space bar, I hit the period. Nope, yep, I do that. It's just uh-huh. awful. Yeah. My the, my iPhone that I have for work, I don't like the interface as much as the Android. I don't but know how you keyboard, switch back and forth. The keyboard is just constantly. I mean, between the two operating systems, so you're, you're, it's you're not that bad. You're a man like, of talent. I'm, I'm not like doing. I just Facebook press the button. My Samsung has <laughs> learned like so many different word combinations and stuff. And I could put in like, I mean, just. Somebody's first name, some race car driver, and their their last name shows up spelled right. But they can't figure out that I don't want to put a period between two words. <laughs> I'm like, figure this out or an N. It's so stupid. Yeah, and like it, it does. It it tries to like make your life easier. Like today, I was just texting someone about the town of Greensboro. Yeah, and apparently, it thought that not, what I really meant was Greens Fork. Oh. That would that would really <laughs> yes it would that would that's in a different county it just completely that's just close enough to get them though yeah it's in the town it's in the Newcastle metro those are both kind of you went too far you went too far you should have turned about <laughs> that's good thirty miles back on thirty eight all right that's I apologize for the interruption oh, that's what back to here. back to the show notes that's what we're here for I wanted to complain Let's talk about, about Hagendoss Gene Haas. Haas CNCs. Yeah, this is horrible. Bajillionaire. Kind of, not horrible, but. He's got a guy who raced his Formula One car. We showed, we talked about this. We covered it at the time. I'm going to say his name and then Zach's going to correct me because I, he's French. Roman Grosjean. Something like that. Yeah. Close Roman Grosjean. We're going to, we're going to Americanize the hell out of yep. it. Romain Grosjean. Yes. Grosjean. He, uh, he raced for the American Formula One team. Based Been there Britain. for a few years. <laughs> But the American team yeah. uh, with a Charlotte presence, Haas branding all over it. The owner is Gene Haas. He's the guy that owns Stuart Haas Racing with Tony Stewart here in America. If you look in most machine shops here in Indiana, Haas is a major machine uh, manufacturer. So the, the, the auto industry, Haas is massive. They're not a consumer-facing brand, but they're a big deal. This guy has driven for him for years over in Europe. 
all over the world in Formula One. Had a horrific in- in accident. Two races to go in the season last year. Yeah. Uh, Nightmarish. I'll, I'll have to look. I'll find a link. Somebody did a, a really fascinating. They did the video and then they cut into an animation to show exactly what happened. His car basically speared through guardrail. It was like there's a gap like this big. It got in between the guardrail, turned over hard enough that the back half of the car, because the engine's a stressed member, ripped off and just went off in its own space and then ripped the fuel bladder open, caught fire. He climbs out. They have a halo. So there's a bar that comes up and over by their head. It That keeps the guardrail from taking his head off. And he climbed out through the side of that in a fiery inferno as his car was on fire. So he's in the car. I'm playing the video for Corey as it's going. And he is in the car as it lights into flames, full fire suit, and he escapes. So it was a really speaks to the safety equipment. A big testament to the halo that is very new in these cars where he wasn't decapitated by going through the, the Armco barrier. It saved him. So he's made the recovery. And he was at this time negotiating to come to America to race the IndyCar series. And it's come to light now that Haas was actually going to, he was going to leave the team, but he was going to carry that Haas sponsorship. So he was still going to be a Haas guy. Gene Haas was going to pay for his car. He makes this recovery. He says, I'm coming to America to do it. And Gene says, ah, I'm not going to sponsor. You. I think even the sponsorship deal was already probably was in, done. in the, yeah, done yeah. before he wrecked because uh, Gene Haas loses more money in his couch than an IndyCar sponsorship <laughs> would cost for that. For, I mean, the Formula One team, he's probably spending like if he's cheaping it, 150 to 200 million dollars a year. Four million would have t- would have been covered the Indiana or the and, uh, yeah. US budget. And so he, yeah, he's they're spending more on catering than they are for that team. But yeah, apparently, then when he had this accident, he's like, nope, I'm not going to be <laughs> responsible for something happening to you over there, and says, uh, I'm not going to sponsor you now. So he pulled the plug and he basically said, it's too dangerous. I can't possibly have you get hurt. But yet the guy didn't end his racing team. He didn't. He's just like, no, not you. Can't do it. You he didn't want his you, name to be attached you, you to came, someone got seriously injured. It was attached to it. I mean, the guy, he, his hands He's in the you can see picture, Inferno car. Yeah, his thing, yeah. Well, and even even the way the car broke apart. With, and yeah, the, where the side pods were. On the detached portion of the car. So there's a chunk of car that says Haas on the side next to the fire. And the back half of the car was separated from the fuel cell and everything. So it's pristine. The car looked like it got buzz sawed in the middle. So there's Inferno, Haas, in big red letters on the back of the car. It's just strange that you're, this guy's got all these races and he's involved with Tony Stewart who um, had a, a fatal incident on the track a couple of years ago, not in one, in one of those cars, but and he's still like, He'll, spawn, he'll own a team that goes and runs at Daytona where they obliterate cars. Sounds like it was just a good excuse to get the, out. The yeah. money are, the, uh, the the money quote here in the uh, ChrisMedlinRacer.com story says, I don't know. He has a wife and three kids. I just told him I couldn't see giving him money to go out and kill himself. I feel like he needs to stay home and take care of his family. He escaped the big one there. You really under If you really understand what happened there, if that car had a few degrees one way or the other, he wouldn't have been able to get through that hoop. And he would have died. So extremely lucky. So he's like, I'm pulling the money. I'm done. I'm not paying for it. It doesn't keep him from coming here. He's still testing. He tested yesterday in Alabama. Yep. He's going to run all of the twisties, all the road course races uh, this this year in, in America. But now the team he is going to race for is trying to figure out the money side. It's just crazy. He probably could have placed him in another racing series. Put him, put, put him in taxi cabs in the cup. You'll have a roof to protect him or a roll cage. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, I was appalled. I looked at this and I'm just like, it, 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 the logic was so disconnected. And I know Dakota probably, it doesn't make that much sense to Dakota, but Zach and I, I know we both looked at it and went, what the, it, you just keep reading the headline and it doesn't make any sense. It would make more sense if, if Haas didn't own the car that he almost died in. Right. So it's like, oh, he almost died for you racing your car, trying to win you a race. And now you're, because he almost died doing it. You're no longer going to financially support him. And I would say he said he needs to be home. To, how is he supposed to take care of his family if he just took away his means of making money? He's a race car driver. That's what they do. That's that's the. And you mount get up a real again. job. You get all, back in. All he did was you just said, I'm not going to do ovals. That was the only thing he did after that wreck. He's like, yeah, he thought about it for a minute. And then uh, nobody knew he had any car deal going already. And he's like, he just decided I'm not going to do ovals. So they throw some. It was rumored. There were, there were, t- there was chatter. There yeah. was nothing official, but it was rumored. All right. Last thing I have in the, in the show notes, and we can do a little rapid fire final thoughts. Uh, the 17 year cicadas are coming back again. And I, I finally, I don't know why certain things are in the cicadas? news. So much. Cicada, cicada. <clears throat> I know it kind of hurt my soul. It was like hearing about vaccines. What? Well, I don't <laughs> know what word you guys use. Cicada. Okay. Either or I tomato, tomato, cicada, cicada. Every damn year is the year. Of yeah, that's what it feels one. like. Yeah. Like it's constant. I'm. I. I finally put my foot down and said, "This is bullshit. I don't accept this." <laughs> They're here constantly, and then it, there's know. like do there's a different brood like, every year. Do you remember like four years ago when there was? It like, wasn't seventeen years ago because you would have been nine. There was like to. a twelve year brood that came up. That's why I can't keep track of the dis. There's all these different types. Yeah. There's all these different like subspecies of cicadas that come up. And like four years ago, they were saying there was this one was a really big one. When and are they both going to happen I at the same time remember, and we need to burn down yeah, trees? Yeah, when do all the brood? I distinctly remember camping that year and being like, and it was absolutely mm. insane. I just don't think they're bad around my house, so I just don't really notice. Because I don't remember it being that big of a deal. But Yeah, in town. Yeah. In my house, in, growing up in, in Dunreath, there were a lot. It was a pretty substantial amount. I watched one come out of its shell one time, and I thought that was crazy. Aren't they supposed to be the, this broods like they're big? These are like three inches. Yeah, it just didn't. It seems like that this maybe it was this twenty-one year group or whatever seventeen. That was the first time I ever heard about it, and then now, yeah, it's like a every eighteen months. It's like oh, it's like faster than the Olympics. Here comes another brood of cicadas, and they're gonna they're gonna make us all deaf. I do want to know though, when are the stars gonna align and all the broods are gonna come out together, and are they gonna like take <laughs> yeah. over? They're gonna be take carry, over the world. They're gonna be carrying away small children. What's gonna happen? A big pandemic? I mean, what's the <laughs> what's the worst? Turn Apparently, and when. They're fresh out of the shell is the best time to eat them. No, thanks. I guess <laughs> I work with an older guy and he says, sir, if you, he remembers the last brood, I promise. He says that if you can catch them whenever they're breaking out of their shells and the rest of their skin is still really soft, then it's the best time to eat them. And they taste like almonds. Put salt and pepper on them. I've never, I've never done it. I think it sounds disgusting. But at least you know. <laughs> I mean, good for him. Well, he can. Yeah. He I'll, he can. If I have a bunch at my house, he can come and watch him crack out. And I think he's got like six acres of woods. He just he does it all the time. So um, I found a list. He's, I don't live in an area where I need to eat bugs to live, so I don't need bugs to live. And yeah. there yeah. are broods. So brood X is going to be in Indiana this time. Apparently, in Johnson County, they get multiple broods. This map I have is color shaded, 
by county, by community or whatever. And poor Johnson County has multiples. So if you live in Franklin, you may, this may just happen to every constantly to you, no matter what there's like used to it. But basically from, uh, from Columbus, Ohio to the West and the entire state of Indiana, we are the stomping grounds for brood X last year. When, when was brood X? When is that? Uh, 17 years ago. 2021. Been, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Four years from now, there's going to be another brood that might get a part of us, maybe potentially. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Kentucky and parts of Ohio. When See, I, I think we just get some, and then every and then there's some annual ones. So it's one. like I feel yeah. like we always have this bug that you all don't like the way I say it. Uh, but I guess this is going to be bigger than most. I, I don't know what else to say. I couldn't even tell you what one looks like. Really? No. Seriously? Yeah. I just don't pay attention. You've never City caught Ford. them. 2004 yeah. was the last time. I was in college at the time. They're kind of freaky. That's, it's it's like a gigantic horse fly, but it won't hurt you. Yeah. But it, it's just a, a I hate horse flies. Yeah. <laughs> Kill them all. They hurt so bad. And when the, yeah, it's you like getting hit by a paintball. And by the time yeah, you look down and like any, any bug that bites me, it can make me bleed. I'm like, no, nope, I don't need any of this. Like I've, bugs like or bees, I'll leave them alone. Wasps even. It's like eh. I was good with bees till one of them stung me in my lip running last year. Ouch. Like I was running and it stung me and my lip just was swelling up. I'm trying to bite my lip while I run to keep the swelling down. I'm like, what did I do to you? We have a particular substation that butts up to some woods. It's surrounded by woods. I was there today. And it's every time that I go there, the horse flies are like attracted to the light. I drive a white truck and they just swarm my truck and... I just hate it. I don't even want to get out. <laughs> I'm getting uh, I'm getting questions in the chat or notifications that we've uh, we've started a war while we've been on the air today. Uh, the Biden administration has started dropping bombs on Syria. We've been threatening war with Syria for like ten years, so I'm not exactly sure what uh, what snapped or what happened. I flipped on CNN a little while ago, but we're reading into the record. Folks are asking uh, what uh, what we think. I will. Uh, I will note that I still have in my, if you scroll back through my Facebook profile pictures, I'm pretty sure I have the no war with Syria from like six years ago. So I might have to cycle that back through, change that to my current profile picture. Not sure bombing anybody's going to help, but um, with that, we'll end cicada talk and work our way through the room for final thoughts. <laughs> see, see you Corey, guys. thanks for stopping in. We hey. started a war. Awesome. <laughs> Happy to serve. I really appreciate this beautiful beer from, from Wisconsin, I uh, my wonderful cousin Francis uh, picked that up for us at the uh, at the Cow Castle, the Cow Palace. What is the uh, right at the state the Mars line. Cheese Castle? Yes, the Cheese Castle. Yeah, that is where that so you can uh, watch a great segment on the Mars Cheese Castle on uh, Chuck on Channel Thirteen. Really, he uh, you know went up to Wisconsin. It was Winter Escape, and so there's a great there's a great uh, video segment on the Mars Cheese Castle. That's where it came from. I stopped in there a couple years ago myself. The last time I brought back some uh, some spotted cow, it was from the Cheese Castle as it's, well. It's beautiful beer, and so I learned about this because my wife is from Wisconsin. Yes. And so, uh, you know, thank you so much for... <laughs> And, uh, I'm glad. I'm and, glad. And your she, cousin will now get like a Christmas card or a. Yep. I'll 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 alert her uh, your address and you can you can work it out. Yes. So, but yeah, she she was the she was the mule. I said bring back two because I know Corey's going to want one. Beautiful. So just like last time, and I'll do about anything for beer. <laughs> <laughs> for the record.
Well, good beer. Well, you'll be surprised yeah. what my wife paid for that. So when we settle up here in a minute, you'll go, what? <laughs> no. I said, I, I it's good. That's a, you know, it's a delicacy. Yes, it is. So, very good. Thanks for hanging out with us. What's going on in the community? What, what's your, uh, what, what? Well, so you, you, uh, you mentioned the NCAA and, in, you know, Indiana hosting the NCAA. And so our office is, uh, right on that microphone for me though. We're, uh, there you go. we're, um, we're doing tourism now, and that, that, that's fairly new for us. And so I was on a call uh, earlier this week with the state tourism uh, agency. And so um, I believe there's going to be a competition um, about the best high school gymnasium. And so the state tourism agency is, is partnering with the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame to run this virtual social media competition. And so I think there'll be an opportunity for, you know, the uh, – the field house fans to vote for the Newcastle field house and, 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 and maybe the Rushville lions to vote for their, I don't exactly know all of the gyms that are going to be on their the lions. List. Den. Yes. That'd be awesome. So it's, it's a big deal from a tourism standpoint for Indiana to host that tournament. Marion has a big one. Seymour has a big one. Yes. There's, there's a lot of historic and, gyms in Indiana. And I believe that Newcastle just bought some extra some new bleachers absolutely to reestablish their dominance as the absolutely. world's largest and finest high school gymnasium after there was like some yeah. I, um, kerfluffle about that. My uh, colleague in, in, in Jackson County, Seymour, uh, we've kind of had a friendly back and forth because <laughs> when they, when, when the Seymour, when the Seymour gym overtook us, I said, that's fine. Our community's raising money. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. No problem. We're going to do a, a community improvement. You know, work you know, work with the school corporation, and that's what happened. We're adding luxury suites next. Absolutely, it we will be it. the finest. There's room. They built down, so there's room to go up. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, cool. it's a beautiful facility and a beautiful story. At how they just happen. didn't want to have to paint over the quote on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was a, at one point they were doing a remodel. It was before I got to the high school, and they they were the cafeterias were out of commission. And so they were eating in the in the gym, and they put like a tarp over. I think that said the "world's largest and finest cafeteria" for a little <laughs> That's while. Funny. That's pretty but, good. Yeah, and then the the uh, Hall of Fame's doing a bunch of remodeling and renovations, yes. and they're getting a bunch of stuff done while they're shut down for COVID. And so and it's the anniversary of the Hoosier Gym structure, so it's I've uh, never been there. The Hall of Fame, yeah, I haven't been for a long time. It's it's cool, and I think it looks like they've. And they're putting down, I think they're taking up like an old tile or a rubber floor and they're putting down an actual basketball floor. Um, we'll take, we'll take BHOL on the road, road we one need, day and we'll go in there. And some of our out of town listeners like Andrew Bowman and Christy Avery and Craig DaCosta. I think Chris May yeah, from the, uh, I think Chris May from the Hall of Fame would be an excellent guest on Absolutely. your show. Absolutely. He was on the, uh, when I brought Rob Kendall to Henry County, and you helped me out with it. Yes. Uh, years ago, maybe three, four years ago, uh, Chris was on that podcast, but I've not actually had, a, he's not on a boss hog yet. So that's an excellent point. I'll, I'll do an introduction. That'll be perfect. We're Not Facebook be, friends. Yeah, I, okay. I can, we can get it done. It's just sure. my, my lack of uh, my lack of drive, really. That's okay. It's a failure on my part. No. Or Dakota's. I'll we'll help you Dakota. out. We have two we'll guests Dakota. lined up. You yeah. Think, I don't want to brag, but in COVID, we've been slow to do this. The next two weeks are planned. That's awesome. Out of control. That's impressive for us. Spring is sprung and we feel good. Yeah, the, yeah. Whole, the whole thing is it's, it's really nice. And it was a way ahead of its time for interactive stuff when it was built. Um, and I, I remember before it was built and I remember if anybody's 
follows or uh, is friends with Mark Brim. Mark Brim just posted this rant about the football hall of fame is in Richmond. Yes. And he's, and he said, you know, things I've never heard anybody say, I just came from there. I know somebody that works there or anything. It's just, he said, it's there, <laughs> but it's, in Newcastle, he, the Basketball Hall of Fame and, is a landmark. And the, yeah, the Basketball Hall of Fame is a thing. I know people that helped work when it was built, who who worked there. And yeah, yeah, it's always and it's also like it's a gorgeous looking facility. Like one day I was just flying around with the drone, and I was like, I'm just gonna fly over the field, fly over that, and take pictures. And if you haven't seen it, it looks like a big basketball court and brick out front with the state of Indiana. Um, it's it's a cool looking facility, and they've. Taking really Nothing good like care Richmond. of it. We're way better than Richmond. Richmond's is literally like a dog it's an old, food. It's an, it looks it's, like a post office. It's an old post office. It yeah. looks like our post office. It's got, there's nothing, there's no lanes. I mean, there's, it just, if it didn't say on the front of it what it is, you would have no idea. Hmm. But if you look at a picture of the Basketball Hall of Fame, you could take off Basketball Hall of Fame and you'd be like, there's something with basketball going on here because there's cues everywhere. So. so there's a great story about how Newcastle competed to win the location of the hall of fame. It was basically a site selection competition because they were located in downtown Indy and there were several communities vying for, you know, to be the new home of the hall of fame. So make sure when you have Chris on that, he tells that story. It's, it's, it's a classic Indiana basketball and, and, and classic for Newcastle. David Mitchell's in the chat reminding us that there's some big Tom Carnegie history as well with the Indiana basketball hall of fame. Yeah. So, absolutely. All right. We have to get Chris on then. All right. So one last thing before we let you off the stage here, uh, off the uh, off the final thoughts roster. Do you know that the one rentable cabin at Summit Lake is gone? Yes. It's been decommissioned. Yeah. So now, they did tell me that they're trying to bring some full service cabins in. But as you're now in this tourism world for Henry County. Absolutely. What is. about a Sybaris? We, we need some cabins, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I heard Shirley. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, that'll be a good location in Caddis. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about the summer. Greensboro summer or Greensfork. Yeah, we, need, we need that 103.70 interchange to throw a Sybaris right there. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so that that idea was a project identified in the Stellar plan. Yep. It was identified in the County Comprehensive Plan, and we're we're going to pursue that strategy because uh, Summit Lake is the number one driver for day trips to Henry County. Yep. And now uh, many of the uh, state parks in Indiana have inns, right? Yes. And I don't know if they would do an inn there, but at least some cabins. Absolutely. And I think there's an opportunity to collaborate with the DNR. With the property manager out there, Nikki LaCrone, she's doing a phenomenal job in the county and the private sector. So a true state, local, private opportunity. So stay tuned. Very good. All right. Anything else you want to plug? Is the surveys? Are the survey over? You surveys over. All right. You can't say you, if you didn't say it already. We had over four hundred responses. Fantastic. So we're going to take that information and kind of bake that into cake, bake that into the cake as we uh, as we uh, determine a brand. For Henry County, and the reason why the survey was so important is we wanted it to be authentic. We're not going to be able to please everybody, but we wanted to be based on community input. Very good, Zachy B. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much. You know, Ellen K for your beef. I know that they're doing some. They're doing some deals, but yeah, I like. I'm excited to see what they do at Summit Lake because I'm a frequent visitor. I go out there about once a week. I think I've been out there like six or eight times this year. You're hiking like every. I, 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 go, try, I try to get a hike in a week. I, it, You've got a challenge. Is, this, you're doing. This is you the problem. Yeah, this. this is the well. 
I am really bad about picking up really odd things from people on social media. So uh, one of the things I get made fun of uh, a lot is I run in shorts all year round. Um, doesn't matter. 12 degrees below zero. I've done it. Um, I picked that up off of Tom, Tomas Schechter, Thomas Schechter, the IndyCar driver. He was living in Indiana at the point. He posted a picture on Twitter or something like that, running in snow and shorts. I'm like, you did that? He's like, yeah, it's not that bad. So I started doing it. Now all my friends run shorts. And then I follow a PR person for an IndyCar team. And they they go on a hike every week. They do 52 hikes a year. And so sometimes they might miss a week, but um, they'll do a couple in a week um, to make up for it. I'm like, I need to do that just to get out and get me to do something. So most of them have been at Summit Lake because um, I'm kind of short on time. And I still run the weekends. So I've been out to Summit Lake, like I said, about every weekend. I did mounds two weeks ago in mounds the snow. Is a nice part, too. <laughs> I hadn't been out there in, in like years. But um, so I went out to mounds and hiked in the snow two weeks ago. And Summit last week, so been out there. So, yeah, Summit's great, and it's hard to get into. They could add 100 sites to their campground, and if they were well-placed, they'd still be selling out every weekend. It's a really hard part. It's a hard part to get a camper into it is, it, in it, terms of reserving a space. From people that are in the camping community now, as we are, uh, yeah, Summit Lake is is basically the Indianapolis campground. So if you're from central Indiana, it is the premier campground to come into. Uh, for, for state parks, they yeah. could easily add another hand, 100, 120 yeah. sites and still be full. And they could throw an in. They've got a good, he mentions an inn, like, ooh, an inn would be awesome there. And I can even think where they probably could stick it and have it on the lake and have a nice view. There's even so, a bed and breakfast over there. Is there? Yeah. Over right there. But yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, I'm just enjoying being outdoors and I'm, I love the snow, but I'm enjoying it melting so I can run and not worry about <laughs> falling and breaking my neck. Dakota Davis. I have nothing. <laughs> but he, he took all his energy in those cool. texts over the weekend. He spent his. He spent it. He's got to take next week off. He'll be back in two just weeks. Full of disappointment. I'm still holding my GameStop stock, and it's just <laughs> okay. It rallied I, yesterday, I, okay, like 140 bucks. Keep, I was, keep holding, buddy. Keep holding. I'm just I listened to a holding. podcast. My workhorse is down. <laughs> Dogecoin is down. Everything's down, and I just I blame Joe Biden. I, no, <laughs> no, gas prices aren't down, buddy. Oh man, um, I'm, I was listening. To, I sold my oil stock. Speaking of, <laughs> I sold it. I hear in hey, order to get into. Hey, I hear stock. corn and soybean commodity prices are doing quite well. My Baytex Energy stock has tripled since the fall. I sold Suncor. I listened Stupid. to a podcast. It was it was so funny because it was actually from like so these guys didn't. It's called the Dollop, and it's a historical podcast with a comedic twist it's kind of like time suck but a different feel there's one guy reading to another guy and they were talking about this guy i think his name was like robert morse and he basically cornered the market first on ice when they would ship ice like in the late 1800s early 1900s from down from maine to new york city so people could have ice in the summer they had ways of storing it and stuff and then eventually he bought he was buying banks to fund then efforts to buy he owned the entire shipping company. Any, if you want to ship anything between New York City and uh, New Orleans, anywhere on, you had to go through him. He basically owned the entire shipping network at this point. And they talked about in it that he bought all this stock to short. He was trying to do short sales on stock, and people found out, and they ran the stock up on this guy. And it was a hundred years ago. <laughs> nice. And, and, they're, and he, he, they are describing without Reddit. The GameStop, that's game. awesome. And then, like they ran a stock up to sixty dollars in like nineteen eighteen, 
And I was like, this is hilarious. This like nothing. History repeats. Yeah. yeah, Nothing is new. Nothing is, this is, you think all, nobody's ever thought of this before. It's like, no, they find a way to do it because, and then, because the, like, and they said, oh yeah, because I own so much of the stock that nobody will be able to, to buy any stocks. I'll just keep, we'll just keep running up. And then all of a sudden this huge block of stock gets dropped and it's the standard oil guys. And he had messed them over in a deal. And so they had quietly acquired all the stock and then just messed them over. I was like, this is, it was a hundred years ago. And it was the same game. That's awesome. Yeah. My one final thought is, oh, we had are one. Give him a chance. Yeah. We're boycotting uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh boy, God, yeah, you get you got Dakota did a lot of fat kid Listen, stuff. He really I've been did. dieting for so long, <laughs> and we ate dinner. And there's a Krispy Kreme across the street. And I we said, walked by I, it, and you said, "If the light is on, we'll stop." And it wasn't on, so we walked past it. Two and a half hours later, we walk back by it again, and you're like, I'm stopping no matter what. I was like, we're going because I've never gotten a Krispy Kreme. Out of the store. Out of the store. And I love Krispy Kremes. They're my favorite donuts of all time. And I used to go in. What I used to do is whenever I worked construction, I would go in. I would get a bag of the mini the mini guys, and I would get um, a big old thing of chocolate milk. And I would just eat on them all day. And I love those things. And I love all Krispy Kremes. And I was like, I want to get fresh ones really bad. So we, what do we do? We see cars in the drive-thru. We and saw we, cars in the drive-thru. We, tried we walk the up door, there and we're like, locked. yeah, we're like, and we oh, thought they must be just drive-thru only. Yeah. And then there's a sign that says you use, can use the app. pick up from the app. So I downloaded the app and it says your location closes at 9 p.m. I said, great. We're five till six. So then we're standing out there and I'm putting my order in. So the world has ended for them. I'm putting my order in. Pandemic and frozen. And the freaking lady behind the cash register comes up to the door and she says, I'm close. She said, we're all done. We're done. Yeah. Your sign says nine. She was sad. I don't do if. um, So I'm not eating Krispy Kremes for the rest of my life. Well, you should just eat Jack's Donuts. They're open right now. First of all, I went like 15 years of my life. I refused to eat any donuts at all. No donuts. Didn't eat any. Now. Avid Jack supporter. Lee, Lee hustles. Lee does a great job. Lee represents Newcastle well. And I don't eat Krispy Kreme because if you want that kind of donut, you drive to Indianapolis, you can go to Long's. And that's legit donut. I've never been to Long's. Oh, those are good. And those are those are like a Krispy Kreme, like melt in your mouth, small, like glazed donut. They're not they're not like they're not like today. Jack's. Like you eat Jack's donut. You're good till the next meal. Jack's is a, is, is a substantial meal. Yeah, that's it's a meal replacement donut. Yeah, long as you can knock a couple of those out. But like, but yeah. Listen, my wife wanted pizza for dinner tonight, so we were gonna get a, th- a thin crust pizza, and I was gonna get chicken wings. But because of that, it's like a, a 1500 calorie meal. So I was like, I can have a salmon fillet, <laughs> and that's it until dinner time. time. And I was like, okay, and I ate the salmon at like. 1030 because I was hungry and then, and then you your arm off the rest of and the then day. it was like 1 30 and I had to stop and get fuel and I was at Speedway and I was like damn it's so <laughs> 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 so good it's like no thank god you're that woman she told me no and now I'm never going back <laughs> <laughs> really quickly on my side uh, I will be dialing and doing a telethon on Sunday over uh, at the Smith building uh, the Henry County Expo Center is doing a telethon. I am on Aaron Dickens' team. I was recruited. I guess I'll also be representing Henry County 4-H junior leaders uh, and Henry County 4-H. So if your phone rings and I call, 
if you don't want to give money, you probably shouldn't take my call. But if you want to chat me up and slide me a couple, we're we're doing this big competition. It's for an important project. And people go out there. The walls are up. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the expo center. I mean, I'll be honest. I was one of those people too. That was like, maybe they shouldn't have broke ground so early because it was just a mud hole for like a year. And now all of a sudden, uh, Mike uh, Broyles mentioned landlord Mike said, "Hey, the footers are going in," and <laughs> he is landlord Mike. And next thing you know, I see a picture and like walls are up, roofs on it, not. not Final roof, roof, the but they are well underway in construction, and they've got a long way to go. There's an entire second building that's going to be built as well, so there's a there's a lot of money to be raised, but there's there's massive project process uh, pro, uh, progress. progress being made, yeah. and uh, I know that that's where my forage meeting is going to take place. I know that that's where the forage fair is going to happen. Uh, it's going to be a great conference center. It, there's so many opportunities there for dinners, banquets. The big building is going to be any kind of trade show. Uh, it's going to serve the community very well. So I'm excited about it. We're right there. We're I'm doing do an interview tomorrow for the radio pre-recorded, and they're going to you know, play that interview during the, during the telethon. And so there's a, there's a definite connection to tourism and Memorial Park. And so it's a, it's a nice project. Yep. It's going to be big. A lot of opportunities, Corey. Yes. A lot of, it, it, we're coming out of a, a, a painful year, but there's a lot, there's a lot heading, uh, heading to the good side. So I'm excited. With that, we will uh, we'll thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be next back next week. At least some of us will be. Dakota's going to take a break, but we'll be back next week and we'll talk uh, talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians Network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.